June 20th, 2022. Doing my check-in. Uh, it's evening and uh, the air is super still. It's been windy to the point yesterday that sticks were falling on me and today it feels like Like those silences that are really loud, you know. So today's been a weird day. Kind of like a roller coaster of emotions. Oh, let's drop my phone. Um, just kind of everything. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, just at a glance, I'll take you on a little ride. Uh, you know, today I was getting ready for my job interview for this part-time job, and, um, it didn't occur to me until when I was getting dressed for it, for the first time, like, it hit me, like, oh, this is the first job interview I've done presenting as Alex. Um, the last one was years ago, and I was wearing a blouse, and I remember I was getting dressed the this afternoon and I remember thinking like it kind of all the memories hit me at once I remember debating like do I wear a blouse do I wear a button-up how do I present because when I applied I was so-and-so and presenting female but then by the time I got to the interview I realized I'm Alex and and so I like I remember going through that and was glad that I hadn't thrown away all my more feminine clothes and so I had dressed in a blouse and I but it felt so uncomfortable. I mean, I felt like the clothes were inside out and backwards and my shirt was on my legs and my pants were on my arms. I mean, that's how it felt, but I just was like trying to kind of go through it in my mind with like the committee that would be interviewing me. Like, you know, it all worked out obviously, but so like I was getting dressed this morning or this afternoon and like, oh, you know, that's so cool. And also like, I hope this is the last interview I ever have to do because my business will be successful and I wouldn't have to do this again. So then I'm driving to the interview and it's far away. I very intentionally did that because I don't want to run into people at the place of work. It's food service and just it's easier. Um, but as you probably know, the gas prices are super high. And so then I was like thinking about that just in general and... I get there, and the person who interviewed seemed perfectly sweet, perfectly competent and professional. It was really great to uh, interact with them and, um, you know, start training later this week, so we're, we're all good. But then that made me think of the work situation that I just left, right? And so then I was like kind of like, oh, <laughs> feeling, <sighs> wow, uh, you know, and then... I'm driving home, and I decide to swing by the grocery store to pick up sunflower seeds and a couple of other things and fill up my gas tank, and um, I'm just like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good, you know, I'm like contemplating these different ideas in my head, and I, um, you know, and I told my person and my sister, um, you know, that I got in the job, and then I go into the grocery store, and while I'm walking around, I see that one of the cashiers, I recognize her, she's one, a rather older woman, and it occurred to me of, like, you know, something that I'd been thinking about, which is that I've noticed 
um, over the last year or so, I guess, that staff in positions like at grocery stores, cashiers, you know, used to be primarily high school, college age. And now, while they still are there, the ratio is really flipped where it's more senior citizens. And I kind of like, kind of got this sick, twisted feeling in my stomach. Finish grocery shopping, go to a different person, a different cashier, not that one, but it's another older woman. And as soon as she asked, you know, are you ready? She was like standing there waiting. I think that's their policy is that they have to like stand at the end of their lane if it's empty to show that they're available. And it's, I like regretted it immediately because as she turned, I could see that she was limping. And I also recognized her and was like, I don't recall her limping before. And so we went through the checkout and wished her a good day and all of that. And I got in my truck and I texted my person I'm like, my heart just feels sick. And it just feels so unfair. And like, if I knew that these women in this case were working there to make some extra cash to buy friends or grandchildren or something, you know, gifts is one thing, but not inclined to believe that that's the case. Um, and even like, so it's really interesting. So even when I was in the line with the cashier, um, I remember, you know, I was feeling bad. And one of my first thoughts was, well, she probably votes for rights that go against my ability to have, you know, feel safe in our society. And immediately, I mean, not even a mental breath later, I thought, well, if she does, it's because of fear, because she has been told and taught to fear individuals like me who just are trying to go grocery shopping, have a job, you know, do video diaries, grow, <laughs> love. You know, and so then I immediately was like, oh, um, you know, it doesn't matter. And just thinking about, you know, I'm obviously like a broken record here, but just feeling like it all comes down to fear. Like, then I, you know, get, and, I, and when I was walking through the grocery store too, I was thinking about all of the price increases, you know, they talk about like shrinkflation and all that, like, you know, cost the same, but it's actually less that you're getting. Um, and just the gas prices, you know, it cost me 80 bucks, 80 bucks and change to fill up my tank. And it wasn't even at yellow light empty. And I'm just like, you know, thinking about all of this, how it's impacting people, people who are on, you know, fixed incomes and who are, maybe they're, they're working to make extra cash for vacation, right? But maybe they're not. Hello. 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 Good, how are you? Thank you. Thank yeah, no problem. Just the two of you? Yeah. Alright, cool. Thanks, have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Thought I'd be good today. Usually on the weekends, it's a lot more people. Oh well. So anyway, they're probably not there for um, 
to make extra money for vacations. I hope they are, but I doubt it. And I feel like... Again, I don't want to be like a broken record here, but I, I keep coming back to like this theme and it's that it all comes back down to fear. Like, and I know that's what I'm trying to do. I know that's what I'm trying to counter with my business purpose, whatever, life. That to see it for what it is and to counter it, to not let it, one, not let it wash over us and just have no agency in it. But also, like, I try to stay away from, like, being a conspiracy theorist, but I feel like every year that I get older and the more that I learn about the truth and the lies, the truth of what has happened in history and the lies that I have been told growing up. I f okay, so, like, I f okay, fear is natural, right? I mean, I'm in the woods, and a bird, there's <laughs> multiple birds, you know, birds in the tree. Let's say it's in the bushes and something moves to its right. It's going to freaking fly out, right? Because it could be a snake. Well, I get it. So fear is natural and it's necessary. But it also, like, it's not just that it's a tool, like I've talked about, in terms of being able to see your options and then be able to navigate more with more clarity, uh, more informed-wise. It's also that fear is natural, like... A stone is natural, right? You find a stone on the ground. Well, you can also chip that stone up until it's nice and sharp and you can freaking crack open a nut or, <laughs> you know, cut down a tree. That might take a while. But you know what I mean? Like, fear is natural, but it can also be turned into a tool. It can be, be turned into a tool as a compass for you, but it also can be turned into a tool against you. And I feel like, I mean, even that example of me sitting there in the cashier grocery line, the first thing I think, because I feel pain, and I don't want to feel pain, I feel this heartbreak for this woman, is, oh, well, she probably does things that hurt me, right? So it's not that, like, oh, she deserves to be in pain. It's just trying to, like, take the edge off of it, which I feel ugly for even thinking that, but I also recognize I'm a freaking human, and that was a very human response, and I'm glad I caught myself on that. But... I feel like, what I'm trying to say is, I feel like, I don't even want to say like the 1%. I feel like the people that can, that can benefit from creating a divide use fear against the rest of us. It's, it's you know, usually it be in the form of money, but it could be power, it could be land, it could be just, yeah, quality of life, length of life, you know, it was like reading about, there's like this list of people who were millionaires and became not millionaires and this one guy spent all his millions so that he could live a quality life for two years longer because I think he had like leukemia or something and that that the woman that was describing this as the you know went from millionaire to not millionaire was like oh I'm grateful that he was able to spend his money on that so he could his son could have more time with him and everyone's comment was like but it's so sad that that he had to be a millionaire for that to be, you know? And I just, I don't know, like, I feel like it's not just fear, it's also exhaustion. That, like, one of the things that I really admire about certain people is that they're able to, like, grab onto a cause and not let go. 
and grab onto a cause and not get distracted with all the other causes that there are to be fighting for, right? I feel like, and I think a lot of people do, feel like you, it's like the, the fire's everywhere. <laughs> You're like, well, we should probably get that fire. What, what about that fire? And that fire, and that fire, and that fire. And before you know it, <laughs> you're on fire and you got this empty fire extinguisher, right? And then, so instead, you tuck your head down and you stop engaging because you feel powerless and powerless, helpless to do anything. And it just all hurts. And then you want to say, oh, well, they probably vote for right for policies that make it so that I can't live my life in a standard, healthy, equal way. Right? Like, that's how that happens. And, like, I'm sitting here walking through the woods. And before I even, even turn on the camera, I'm walking to the hiking trail head. And I'm just, like, feeling that exhaustion, feeling that pain. And thinking in terms of my purpose, my production, the different productions that I'm doing, my podcast, this channel, this other one that I'm looking at, this other one that I'm trying to grab someone for, and all of them have this theme. I'm like, I don't want to get exhausted, but what I want to do is give people tools so that collectively, individually, incrementally, we can affect the narrative, affect decisions like to feel empowered to embrace the fear feel empowered to to look at the bigger picture so that we're not looking at each other as divided but that we're, rather we're looking at each other as hey you know about 99% of us are getting used here 99% of us are have the rest of everybody, you know, that 1% on our backs. And with technology these days, both communication and with actual, like, machinery that's labor-intensive, I've, I, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, we just don't have to work. But I think that there's, that we could have a system that is allows for a quality of life for everyone. And maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just a wild dreamer. I'm insane. I'm in the woods. I'm privileged. I'm, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. But obviously, I have some level of hope or I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And, and maybe it's not everyone, but why can't we aim for that, right? I just... I was talking to someone recently, and they were talking about, you know, we were in agreement about how, like, some, when you're in a certain part of your life, if you've experienced a lot of anxiety and depression, it can feel like it's all just, it's like a fog, is how they put it. And I agree, it's like, it's all washing over you, and you can't, uh, you, it's like you can't even grab it, get a handle on what's going on, so you can't. You can't stabilize, so you can't choose your direction, so you can't propel yourself in said direction. And so, and, and I think what I'm trying to do, and what I think one of the beautiful things about this instantaneous global 
communication. You know, I'm sitting here recording in the woods while it's a fawn. What's up, buddy? I feel like something's stalking the fawn, which is... I just want to make sure I'm not getting stalked. I think it might be a loose dog. I hear some calling for it. What do you think it is? I'll put my phone out for a minute. Hello. Okay. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Okay. I don't know if I'm going to cut any of that out, but that's what scares me about people just letting their dogs loose. They have no control over it. That dog is stalking the fawn, and he has another dog. I picked up a rock, just in case, because I do not have great experience with the dogs. And my little, little light spiderweb stick ain't going to do anything. Anyway, fear. It's a good example of freaking fear, right? It's natural. It's good. It keeps us safe. What if that dog did come after me? It's 
good. I picked up the rock. I'm not going after the dog. I'm not going to do anything to hurt the dog. <sighs> Taking some deep breaths. That poor little fawn. <sighs> anyway, what I was trying to say. That's very interesting that that happened. I'm keeping my rock in my pocket. Hold on, give me a second. Switch hands. <sighs> I don't even know where I was at, my little tirade. I think what I was, where I was at was basically feeling like my purpose, my goal, my hope is to help everyone understand fear, right? And take deep breaths inform options and form possibilities see what's ahead of you you know i saw that fawn but i could also hear the clink 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 that's not a wild animal wild animals don't walk around with little clinkers right so to not let it oh the washing over so to not let it the fear just wash over you wash over you wash over you and it's kind of like this endless flood right and that's how my life used to be and it took a long time and it's you have to throw your head up there and grab some deep breaths and then you get washed back over i feel like my goal my purpose is to help people get deep breaths right find the words to identify what's going on around them so that they can make informed choices so that we can pull together Instead of it being, you know, get having that used against us. You know, we use it against ourselves already. We don't need, you know, certain corporations or just even individuals um, or negligent groups of people that don't even, you know, fully understand what, they, what they're participating in. We don't need that. We already got right here, right? We're... We're animals at the end of the day. We are animals. We have to recognize that and our animal brain is still in here doing its thing, right? But, um, and I actually even think, and I've, I've heard people theorize about this, I, you know, you know, screw COVID. I'm not, I'm not advocating for it in any way. I'm not any of that, but there are these really thin silver lines that have come down and in my opinion, one of the things that happened is that it forced us to go inwards and pause because I think one of the things, that flood, right, that I was talking about, that fear, it's like we were just going and going and going and going and then all of a sudden this global, unprecedented slamming of the brakes happened, right? And for some, it was horrific and i'm not even just talking about the deaths i'm not talking about all of that <laughs> the job loss i'm that yes absolutely is horrific but i mean i remember uh when it happened i remember i was mowing in the spring at you know of 2020 thinking oh my god i am so grateful that i was able to escape alcohol back in the winter before covid hit because that would have been horrible for me you know, it in some cases was absolutely horrific in ways that are less, you know, directly COVID deaths. I mean, just, you know, these kind of other things. But 
there was also this really, there was this big pause too. And the tide, the, not even the tide, the flood was of going, 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 going. All of a sudden it has stopped. I mean, I think what we're seeing now with the, um, the great resignation, which I am a part of now that statistic, um, is that workers, little people that make up the higher number of people, know what they're worth, right? And before, it was just like, it, 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 we were, oh, well, you'll just be replaced. Well, you'll just be replaced. Well, guess what? That's not happening that way anymore. Um, and so, actually, the power has been, been brought back to the the majority in that sense um so obviously that's like a as my, my one buddy would say sidebar <laughs> he's funny he'd always say yeah, sidebar <laughs> i went on a sidebar on that um but it's all it's just more examples parallels of what i'm talking about in terms of fear and the going 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 and saying whoa 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 I don't want this tide to overwhelm me. And what I'm feeling today, other than this kind of up and down, up and down, up and down, usually it's bigger, wider waves. Today it's been very sharp, up, down, up, down, up, down. Um, but what I'm feeling is like I don't want to be exhausted. I don't want to go, I don't want to become hopeless. I don't want to lose hope. I don't want to feel so overwhelmed by the, the crisis of humanity, of the living experience that I am trying to be a small, influential, positive, healthy voice in. Um, because then I can't influence anyone. And I think that it's also, it's like, what I need to do, what I'm realizing as I'm kind of going through this out loud, is I need to keep it in perspective. Like, I, one, obviously, not no one person can save humanity or, or make things more equal or quality of life. Um, it's just, that's just not reasonable. And I'm not sitting here saying that I've ever felt that I could do that. But even short of that, even a fraction of that would be significant. Um, and what I need to do is keep in perspective that maybe, maybe it's just one person that's watching this video that, or m one of my videos, and it impacts them so that they can affect someone else or two of somebody's and then those two people affect two more and you know this kind of cascading effect of let's pull our heads out of the fear um flood uh let's let's you know let's stop and think about hey how can we do this with accountability with love with growth um and with realism i'm not i'm not sitting here trying to be just like this like unrealistic heads in the clouds i mean that you know their life does need to, to happen there you can't you can't no one gets out of here alive right and 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 we need to participate in society i'm not in any way um saying otherwise but but there there is i think there is and i i, I feel like people across the world for maybe all of time have seen that. And I think as technology increases and it, it becomes more efficient, becomes um, um, more accessible and um, far-reaching in, in, its, in its capabilities, that we'll be able to... Uh, 
I don't know. I think we're just getting closer, but obviously the big fear of every generation is we don't destroy ourselves right before we get to that point. So, but again, Alex, keep it in perspective, right? If that day happens, that day happens. But right now I need to keep my head out of the flood. And hopefully, hopefully I help someone else get out of the flood. The flood of fear, the flood of exhaustion, the flood of doom, no hope, right? But the only way that I can do that is keeping it in perspective and keeping my head above water. So, deep breaths, right? So, I'm at the end of the trail. It's been a long one. It's definitely one of the longer ones, but uh, obviously the uh, fear of being attacked in the woods <laughs> kind of added some. But it was also ironically appropriate. You know, I don't. The word "ironic" has become a non-word for me ever since What's Her Face did that song, <clears throat> and then like none of it was ironic. And then it, it's like when I think of a word too many times, it becomes not real. Or, you know, if I don't know how to spell it, I mix it up between the two. If I overthink it, I'll never get it right. Even the simplest of words. I don't know. I might be the only one on that one. But whatever. It doesn't matter. <sighs> Interesting days. So, I'm going to sign out. I'm going to get back to the house. going to go work on some stuff. Work on the transcript so I can get this posted tonight, hopefully. And, um... Another day, right? So, Alex... Keep it in perspective. Don't try to take the whole world on your shoulders, alright? Just take some deep breaths. Keep going one day, one step at a time. Alright? Alright, man. I love you.